Hello and welcome, friends, to the place where the rubber meets the road and the stories meet your ears. Otherwise known as So You Own a VW Bus. Let's get the show on the road. You're certainly gassed up and ready to go. I have been bitten by the bug, baby. Is that so? As many of you know, the good old slug bug, the beetle, whether it is a super or standard, is the gateway into bus ownership. Well, we met a man, Lou Han, who perfectly demonstrates how one goes from beetle to bus. And from a rabbit to rabbit diesel pickup truck to Porsche. Lou is a man with as many interests as makes of VWs. Well, I'm a radio ham. Uh, I'm a singer. Sung in several semi-professional groups. Still do. And uh, all my training as a psychologist. So, uh, look out. But even the Renaissance man has to start somewhere. And that somewhere is north. Like way up north. I was in the Air Force. This is 1959 and 60. I was in Korea. And up until that time, I'd never owned a car. And uh, I, when I found out I was coming back to the States, and I was found that I was assigned to Northern Maine, Presque Isle Air Force Base, uh, which is way up. Uh, Fort Kent is the cross, crossroad town on Route 1. Route 1 that runs down the entire U.S. East Coast ends at Fort Kent, Maine. And then you're in... Uh, New Brunswick. And so just south of there, about 20 miles, is Presque Isle, almost in Canada. And uh, that's where I was going to be stationed. And I got in contact with my parents. My dad was a car mechanic, uh, an independent car mechanic. And uh, I said, I need a car when I get back. And I'd like to have a VW, a used one. So he looked around and he says, I located a 55. That means it was four years old. Five years old, excuse me. And uh, I said, that sounds good. So he bought it. And when I came back to the States, I got in that car and drove to Maine. And I spent a year or so up there at the Air Force Base until they shut it down. But while I was living there, I experienced the joy of having a a VW Beetle uh, when it's sub-zero a lot. And uh, I... That one big winter I went through there, it never got above zero for, I think it was 33 days. Never above zero. The hottest days were under zero. And I'm living in a barracks. I'm, I'm a striper. I'm not an officer. I'm just a regular, you know, airman. And uh, the car is out in the parking lot, in the open, getting snowed on and and sub-zero temperatures. And so it was an exciting uh, driving a VW. Uh, the, the ritual was uh, when you pulled in to stop, you open, flip up the rear seat, take out the battery, carry it with you into the barracks until it's time to go somewhere again. And then when you come back out, you put the battery back in, you have your Red Devil razor blade scraper in your pocket, and you're wearing a huge coat, a parka, because it's uh, 20 below, let's say, 15, whatever it would be in those mornings. Well, one morning it was 33. And, uh, but the typical ritual then was to start the car. It always started. And this is a six volt. Don't forget a six volt system still. And it would start. And, uh, within minutes, the, the windshield would be full of, uh, 
frozen breath. And so the razor blade scraper would come out. And, and of course, the heat was on full. The word heat is, is just, you know, it's a serving suggestion kind of thing, you know. Uh, and so there I was, there I was, scraping with one hand and steering with the other one and praying for a little bit of heat, but uh, it never came. Uh, and then one morning when it was 33 below, I came out, the car started, but I couldn't let the clutch out in neutral because the oil was frozen in the transmission. When you put it in neutral and let out the clutch, the gears spin, and they wouldn't. And so I had to call you know, the local service, and they came and towed it in. And he said, what kind of oil do you have in that transmission? I said, I don't know. He says, well, it looks like it's 90. You need 80. I said, well, I don't know that. <laughs> and what did Lou do after that? The only thing a V-dubber knows how to do, get another Volkswagen. I got rid of it in 66, and I bought a 1966 a red, bright red Beetle. And uh, the bad news was it was a 96, 1966 Beetle because that was the last year of 6-volt ignition systems. Indeed. Yeah. And also the there was an improvement in 67, not only 12 volts, but they went to a better crankshaft. The bearings were much improved. But I had some very famous electrical problems I used, I actually had memorized the Sears and Roebuck parts number for a voltage regulator because I replaced one about four or five times on that, on that beetle till I found that there was a subtle short somewhere in the alternator. Well, you know, the generator. Yeah, the alternator. Yeah. There was, there was a little short in there and, but it took the devil to find it and uh, finally did locate the trouble. Uh, that then the other trouble was the failure to start sometimes. And this we're talking about in, in the middle of summer, you know, beautiful conditions. Uh, you just turn the key and nothing would happen. And you'd check and uh, it turns out that the solenoid in the starter wasn't kicking. The battery was fine. Well, this, this would fail and then uh, I'd push start it. I learned to self-push start the car. You put it in third. You know, well, you push start it neutral, obviously, and when you get it rolling, jump in, put it in third, and uh, pop the clutch, and uh, it would start. Always started, and then I would go where I'm going. But then I learned to always park on an incline, because at any moment, this same failure would occur. And I ended up going to a good old boy, VW mechanic, independent mechanic dealer, couldn't help me about this weird problem. I went to this guy, and he says... Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen a problem like this. Uh, the, the, the wires need to be replaced. I said, what's the matter with the wires? He said, well, they, they get, like, crystallized. I, I said, what? Yeah, and apparently it was some kind of a freakish thing where the copper, and remember, the, the uh, battery is way, way back there, and the, and, and the solenoid wire, had, the, the ignition has to go up to the front where the key is and then back to the engine, so it's a long trip. You have a two-way trip on, on very high current to operate that solenoid. And uh, that the wire would just would develop enough resistance that it wouldn't pass the current. And it was really bizarre. And so I ended up, uh, he didn't actually fix it for me. He just diagnosed it for me. And I, being a radio ham and knowing elect electrics, I immediately got some heavy-duty wire and just ran a, a wire back to the solenoid. 
and up to the front with a switch under the seat. When I wanted to start the car, I turned the key on and go, mm, click the switch and tell them to start the car up. First comes Beatles, then comes buses. Didn't take long. I got rid of that, and that's when I got the bus. The bus was, was used. It was a 68 blue and white microbus, and uh, I kept that, I don't know how many years. Uh, but uh, put a lot of miles on it going back and forth from Nashville, Tennessee. At this point, I was in graduate school at Vanderbilt. I got into remote recording, so I had this 75-pound tape recorder. Looking at this thing on the desk here, uh, this has far better sound, of course, and it's what I, I guess it's you know, about the size of a well, of a slipper, a slipper. yeah, about the size of a small shoe. Yes, this is 75 pounds. I still have it in my garage if you're interested for one. So here's this VW aficionado rolling around the hills of Tennessee in a candy cane bus with a recording unit that is probably roughly about the size of a beetle. And what did he do with all of that equipment? I was doing just oddball stuff like uh, high school band concerts, uh, church choirs. I recorded one wedding, put the mic in the flowers. I didn't know where else to put it, you know, and, and uh, we picked up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have wireless mics then and stuff, so I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, well, I had, yeah. the, I had the bus because I had that and a whole bunch of cables and mic stands and all kinds of stuff. So, of course... The people love the bus because they could just pile the stuff in, especially if you take that, that middle seat out. But the bus was mainly for hauling stuff around. And it was just my car, and I just went everywhere in it. Remember those trips east? There was a, a hill outside of Wheeling, West Virginia, to cli climb out of the Ohio River Valley that was, you know, steep. And that poor bus, I would, I ended up you doing it in third gear because it just wouldn't do it in fourth gear. So. But I also learned the VW rock, you know, where you, as you're going up a hill, you rock back and forward, you know, and you, and you, and you also, you grab a hold of the gear shift every once in a while, make sure it's really in that, in that gear, you know, <laughs> you're praying that there's something, something there. I think all of us who've owned a bus can do the VW rock. It's your best move, baby. <laughs> Uh, given Lou's varied interests, he didn't stay put for long, and his journey took him back north, although not as far north as before. He took a job in Ohio, so this happened. It's it was just the 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 day I departed from Nashville. I really, really didn't want to go, and uh, I mean, I was emotional while I was driving. Uh, but the good old bus, you know, I, I was comfortable in it. And that was my world at that point. I was left the other place, and I hadn't been to the new place. So I was like in limbo, you know, in the bus. And that was my world. And so that, that's my strongest memory. In the years since, Lou has owned a Rabbit and a diesel Rabbit pickup truck, as well as a Porsche. The bug bite is an itch that has to be scratched. Now, Lou mentioned his photography, and it deserves its own moment. Lou has an extensive catalog of work that has been showcased all over the world. You can see his work at luhan.net. Luhan is spelled L-E-W-H-A-N-N. Check out our snapshots on Instagram at On the Road with Addie. Addie is spelled A-D-I-E. Until next time. <laughs>